I'm Paul Wiegraf, Director of the Delaware Division of the Arts and your host for today. Joining me today are two familiar faces to Delaware State of the Arts, the Managing Director of Delaware Theatre Company, Matt Silva, and the Executive and Artistic Director, Bud Martin. Welcome, Matt. Hi, Paul. How are you? Thanks so much. Welcome, Bud. Nice to see you, Paul. So nice good to see both of you. I've had you both on the show before, but I don't think ever together. So it's great to have the two of you here together to talk about a really exciting series of events uh, on your schedule for the upcoming weeks and months. 2021 season, take two. Uh, really a, an ambitious series of performances by a number of very well-known actors uh, from the Philadelphia area, New York-based actors, Los Angeles-based actors, as well as a, a variety of uh, other uh, performances, musical in nature. Let's, uh, let's, let's turn to you, Bud, first. Um, as the artistic director, I'm assuming you play uh, some kind of a role in selecting what the uh, artistic offerings are going to be. Some kind, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, we had such success last summer with our, you know, one night cabarets outside. We weren't really sure how they would go over. And um, we found that both the audience was so anxious for, you know, for something to do. And it was so, it was so suited to, you know, putting people in every other parking spot in front of the theater and performing on the front steps of the theater uh, that not only did the audience love it, but the actors loved it as well. And it was the first chance that they had had, in, in many cases, the one and only chance that they have had to do anything in the last year. So we decided we were, you know, going to come back. We only did one night shows last summer. I think we did, we did one person did two nights um, because we had such a waiting list, but we just thought this time we'll come back. We'll bring more people. We'll do them for a full week so we can com accommodate a lot more guests. We were restricted last year to about 135, just in terms of spaces that we could mark out. Mm -hmm. And um, we, we painted out boxes around the parking spots and we told people to bring a lounge chair or folding chair and a little picnic. And um, we did it until we started losing daylight. And people were so disappointed when we stopped, we figured we're starting back up until we can get back inside, we'll continue to, to do these. So we have, I think, nine or 10 different performers. Um, we put two packages together, actually three, and you know that was all Matt's design. Um, but between the two of us, we have a great group of artists. We have both uh, performer singing cabaret style, and we also have some comedy style. We have a great diverse mix of both musical styles and performers. Uh, John Manzari, who was one of the Manzari brothers and Maurice Hines tapping through life is going to do sort of a singing and dancing routine, which will be fun. Uh, Bob Dubeck, who we had do his show, The Male Intellect, an oxymoron several years ago was so successful. He's coming back for a week. And, and then we have, you know, Rob McClure is kicking us off. Rob this Philly based, he performed at Delaware uh, in the story of my life several years ago, a few years ago. He was also a teaching artist in our summer on stage program. He taught um, puppetry to the kids after he had been in the Broadway production of Avenue Q. And Rob was in- uh, Full disclosure, my son was one of his students even before that. Oh, wow. 
at Delaware Theatre Company, and we got to see him on Broadway and Avenue Q and got to meet him afterward because of the connection through Delaware Theatre Company. That's great. Yeah. He's terrific, and his wife Maggie, as um, Maggie's been in a couple of shows that we've done, so they've done some things together, and they're they're performing, and it's um, we're really excited about it. It's just sometimes some of the people are coming back from last summer and just doing a full week because people wanted to see more of them, and uh, so it's and it's selling very well, which is you know very important to us. We it was free for subscribers last time, but we, we probably collected more in donations from people than if we had charged for tickets. Mm -hmm. But this time we're, we're making subscription opportunities for people since we're doing several performances over 10 different weeks. And uh, just looking at the list of performers, I see the Delaware Theatre Company really benefits from your connections uh, even beyond the region. I see Tony Braithwaite on the docket who I assume you know through Act Two Playhouse and Ambler. Well, and Matt also had him as a teacher at St. That's Joseph right. <laughs> teacher, and and he uh, he married my wife and I actually. So he's a he's a dear friend, and Bud and I, you know, both benefit from that relationship for sure. He's a really funny, talented guy. So we're thrilled to have him out here out in Delaware. And it's actually Act Two Playhouse where I met you, Matt. <laughs> yes, it was because guess who hired me? <laughs> Bud Martin. <laughs> oh, the theater is such a small world. <laughs> Yep. But you also have Harry Hamlin coming out from uh, Los Angeles, and he's been at Delaware Theatre Company before. He did. He has been, and he really loved the experience there. And he uh, was working on a one-man show with the same writer of the play, One November Yankee, that he did for us. And uh, they asked about the prospect of trying it out at Delaware. Um, the writer also wrote uh, Carrie Fisher's play, uh, Wishful Drinking, and he's doing some. He's doing a similar, you know, style show for Harry. So they're going to do that sort of as a workshop production this summer, with the hope that we'll do it inside as a full production next season. So is your entire lineup right now scheduled for outdoors, or will there be some indoor work as well? For the summer, it's all outdoors, okay. and we're keeping our fingers crossed and hoping and starting to plan on going back inside next fall. Um, so we'll see, hopefully with the vaccines picking up and people feeling much more comfortable about things opening up, we have to deal with two things. We have to deal with both what the state rules are right. with regards to social distancing, but, but actors equity will, will determine a lot about what we can do inside. And right mm -hmm. now they've been, very restrictive trying to be very concerned about the safety of actors and the ability mm -hmm. to socially distance with the actors so i mean we won't go inside if we have to perform if the actors have to perform mm -hmm. with masks if we have to socially distance the audience that's a little bit challenging from a financial perspective to generate sure. the revenue we need for a show but i think our subscribers are telling us they're anxious so we'll, as soon as we know what restrictions Actors' equity is going to apply to us, and what the state's occupancy rate uh, percentages are going to be like. Then we can do something definitive for the fall. Yeah, as, as an actor and a theater patron, I know I'm anxious from both <laughs> both sides of this, both sides of that fourth wall. <laughs> so, so Matt, you um, but alluded to uh, your role in all of this, you are, I suppose, having to hammer out a lot of the logistics of all of this. 
Uh, talk a little bit about what that entails. Yeah, indeed, it's been uh, it's it's been quite a quite a journey because you know we for so long had a five show subscription season indoors, and we have a ticketing software that's set up to accommodate that. Um, and we sort of repeat the rinse, lather, repeat the cycle every year. Um, and this is something that's in, incredibly foreign to us, even though we did it for free over the summer, actually putting dollars and cents and standard operating procedures around it um, has been, uh, has been a, a lot of fun. Um, and we continue to sort of think we've, we've thought of everything. Um, and then something comes up and we're like, oh, we didn't think of that thing. Um, so, so the process has been really unique uh, and really collaborative. Um, our, our patron services manager, Elizabeth Kersey, has been incredible. Um, our general production manager, Nathan Renner-Johnson, has been unreal. Um, and our, our sound engineer, who is Josh Bruton, um, you know, he's outfitted an entire sound system for out there. He wanted to improve upon it from last year. I mean, we'll have six, seven-piece bands out there. And the parking lot, actually, is, you know, our building is stone. And then right across, the building is brick. And to the left, the riverfront market is brick. And so it basically is a sounding board coming from all angles. Um, and Josh is absolutely brilliant. He's found a way to, to mic it all in a way that, um, that sounds really high quality and professional. Um, so we take great pride in that, that the production value is still really strong as well. The programming, the production value, um, you're just not seeing big elaborate sets, but instead, what better backdrop Delaware Theater Company? Um, are, are you able to use lighting from in the theater or so, just suspended you know, on, on racks or whatever? So we, we went through this. That's a great question, Paul. Um, so because we have light basically until 8.45, the shows will start at 6.30 uh, p.m. And then they'll all be over by about 8, no later than 8.15. Um, no intermissions or anything like that. We'll go straight through no more than 90 minutes um, so that we don't actually have to introduce theatrical lighting. Um, mm -hmm. The amount of power that takes, the amount of setup and breakdown and how right. many people that takes um, is, uh, starts to become. And if you give just like a little taste, of just like one little boom here, one little boom there, it becomes a slippery slope when you want to start programming lights and then you have technical rehearsals outside. And um, so we're gonna, we're, we chose to keep it a little simpler on the lighting aspect um, and really beef up on the sound and make sure it's a really great experience for people that way. And I'm, I'm assuming that by only relying on sound, it's easier to protect those, uh, that equipment from the elements. Exactly, precisely, because it does have to go in and out, in and out. Um, and it's, it's a pretty big haul. Um, it, takes, it takes three or four people about um, two to three hours to set it up and to break it down. Um, so we were able to secure some grants to get um, some more flexible equipment that can stay out for a little bit. Um, so we feel really grateful for that um, to, to be able to save the time. Great. Well, I want to continue, but let me first remind our listeners that you are tuned into Delaware State of the Arts here on News Radio 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOV. Joining me today is Bud Martin, the Executive and Artistic Director of the Delaware Theatre Company, and Matt Silva, the Managing Director. Uh, Bud, you mentioned earlier, I think the number 153. Is that the number of people you can accommodate in for a parking lot performance? Yes. Um, in order to, we, we marked off spots so that they would accommodate four chairs or two chairs. Okay. And one side, I guess, if, if you're standing on the steps of the theater looking out, we fill the center section and the right section of the parking area. We leave the left because they don't have good sight lines from there. And we still need to leave a little parking for the people who work in that building. But um, 
we can fit 153 either in groups of four or groups of two, which is the way we package the subscriptions. Um, and, and I think they all, you know, some people that live in the apartment building would come out on their porches last year and watch. Um, so we probably have a few little stragglers that get some free performance, but uh, I've got a, a buddy from high school uh, and college who lives actually in the building over there. And he'll text me. He was texting me every Wednesday and Thursday because that's when the performances were and say, you know, Hey, what's my, what's my live entertainment tonight? And they would come out on their deck and watch and they would make a donation every time they did it since they weren't paying and they were appreciative for it. But you could see people in the building sort of on their decks. It was really cool. Um, and we have fifth, uh, 39 boxes for two um, and 19 boxes for four. Um, and uh, we have launched the subscription. So there's an eight show subscription to see eight of the shows and a five show subscription to see five. And now there's a choose your own that we call CYO option to pick three or more um, of the shows and single tickets will go on sale April 6th. Uh, and so the sales have been really strong so far. People have been overwhelmingly um, uh, positive about the fact that we're providing live entertainment. So that's, that's sort of been the thrilling part of it. You know, you bash your head against the wall with all the questions you thought you answered, but didn't have answered. And then when you actually start to see earned revenue coming in again, you go, oh, this is why we're doing it, right? Um, you know, there's that moment of like, you know, oh, great, that we're going to have this connection with an audience again between performer and audience. So that's, that's, that's the really gratifying part. Well, we're, while we're on the topic of tickets, Matt, what's the website people can go to? DelawareTheater.org. Theater spelled T-H-E-A-T-R-E. DelawareTheater.org. So you can go there and, and buy some tickets. Great. Now, Bud, you mentioned that this summer you're, you've scheduled these for more than one night. Does, does, that, uh, does that allow for the option of uh, not having to reschedule an actor in the event of a, a rain storm, but rather just reschedule audience to a different night? Yes, that's exactly what it does. We're going to perform Tuesday through Friday evenings and then a Saturday afternoon, and then we'll we'll reserve Saturday night and Sunday for rain dates um, if we have them. Yeah, so we'll have three rain options as both saying Saturday night, Sunday matinee and Sunday evening. And so if you're, you know, if it rains once, then the Saturday matinee becomes the one that we put everybody into. If it rains a second time, then we put people into the Saturday, first people in Saturday evening, second people in Sunday matinee, and then the third time and so on. So that way we're not having acts come in and out and risk having to reschedule them. Talk, talk a little bit, I don't know who to direct this question to, talk a little bit about any kind of special accommodations you have to make for the performers, uh, given the nature of COVID and, and being outdoor performances, which is not your standard kind of performance that uh, you would normally expect from a theater company. Well, we have some pretty strict protocols, which um, worked really well and people were very supportive. And from the performer's perspective, because we don't have, you know, big casts. Mm -hmm. We've been able to give each of the performers, we have three dressing rooms backstage. So we've been able to give each of the performers their own dressing room. Mm -hmm. um, if there's a, a small band that's supporting people, we can allocate both the green room and some room on stage or up in our rehearsal hall for people. But we've been able to keep them all, give them all private spaces. Everybody wears masks inside. Um, we make restrooms available for our, our patrons um, before and after the event. And we, we make sure that everybody is masked and socially distanced 
in line. We only let two people into the lobby at a time and we have it all marked as the way they can travel. So the actors don't really even come into the lobby until we're ready to go. So they don't ever really have to get close and, and I mean, have a close encounter with uh, audience. Um, and it's been, it's, it's worked out really well. Everybody's been very respectful of it and really appreciative of it. And, you know, we all mentioned the name Rob McClure. I mean, Rob was in tears after he performed last summer because he said he hasn't felt this good in so long. <laughs> Didn't realize how much he missed an audience. Um, so it's worked out really well. And I, I think that, um, you know, we'll see about getting back inside. I know friends of ours um, that are probably friends of yours too, Paul, just got to perform down in uh, at Gulfshore Playhouse because they're a married couple. Mm -hmm. It was a two-person yep. play, yep. and there was only one person backstage. So um, they were able to rehearse on Zoom together, and then everybody got tested and before they got together to do tech down at the theater. And um, and it seems to have worked out. So we're we're doing a good job taking care of our performers and the audience as well. And I think everybody's very appreciative of that. There's, there's say, little things. I, oh, go ahead, Matt. Sorry. You know, Paul, there, there's fun little things like, you know, Josh, our sound engineer, will put little plastic bags that he seals over the microphones so that even once the sound check is done, he'll replace the rubber, he'll replace the little, you know, screen with another one and then put a thing over top of it. So there's even little things like that that just really guarantee that, um, that, that people are well taken care of. And those things might, might be a little extra, but it just shows in our, in, in our opinion that we're really going above and beyond in, in, to make sure that we're taking care of everybody and, and considering everything and everybody's comfort level. Mm -hmm. uh, turning to the programming for a minute, shifting gears a little bit, uh, the variety of programming is, is really fascinating. Some of, uh, you have a few, I see Faustina Dixon on here, for example, local, local jazz musician. So you're, you're really diversi diversifying the programming and you can do that because of the nature of how you're doing this. Right. Yeah. The, the, We're trying to do, a, you know, a bunch of community engagement activities as well to try to make room to bring people in from the community to be able to participate as well as some of our subscribers. So it is, we're excited to do that. And Faustina reached out to us and uh, said, Hey, I, I, I have a DOA, you know, she won an award and that right. came with the grant and uh, she reached out and said, you know, I, I have this show. I'd love to be able to do it. And we, you know, we took a few meetings with her and we were able to arrange it and uh, support her in, in filling out and fleshing out the show. But it'll be her first time doing the show. Of course, she's a fantastically accomplished performer. Um, but she's, yes, and she's, got, she's got a big following here in the, in the Delaware Valley. Yeah. yeah, she's excited for single tickets to go on sale so people can start buying. She's, uh, she's very excited about it. No, it's really exciting. So how far in advance, uh, Bud, did you reach out to these artists to uh, get them lined up? Uh, I would say I, December, January, because we wanted to announce in February and get started. So we reached, and we really, it was more like, there were so many people that wanted to do it. It was like, okay, how do we schedule this all so that, you know, poor Josh, who's running sound, isn't working every night for 10 weeks in a row. And um, we can give the staff a little bit of a break, but uh, I'd say we had everybody lined up in January and February. Mm -hmm. I, I want to turn to something you referenced earlier about, about hoping to open in the fall. Uh, I know you have your finger on the pulse of theater 
beyond Delaware Theater Company, I mean, you've, uh, you, you've been very successful in getting some of your productions uh, produced in other theaters as well. Uh, Dr. Fauci just the other day predicted, hopefully, that Broadway may be able to open by the fall. What are you hearing in the, the broader theater community about prospects? It's funny, I was on a call with a Broadway general manager this morning talking exactly about that. And um, uh, the Broadway League has basically said when the governor, the Broadway will not open until, there's a, until they're allowed to have 100% occupancy. Mm -hmm. And when the governor says they can have 100% occupancy, then they can reopen. But Actors' Equity is going, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We need to make sure that we, you know, the proper safety is in place for the actors. New York is leading the country right now in terms of the percentage of the population vaccinated. But as you probably know, Paul, 80% of a Broadway audience are tourists. Sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So until the tourists are really ready to come back, um, you know, it'll, it will be tough. I know that there are a couple of shows that are planning to open in the fall that are really high profile shows like Lion King, like Hamilton shows and Wicked shows that always sell out. Right. So their thought is that they would um, try to start back with a couple of those shows and see how the audience is coming. There's a few producers that I worked with that tell me that they're really not counting on doing anything until the spring summer, mm -hmm. uh, spring of 2022 in the summer right. rather than, Nobody wants to take a chance on being, unless you're somebody like Hamilton, who has you know, returned so much money to its investors, it can afford to take a loss for a week. Um, nobody can afford to reopen until we know that people are coming back. Um, they're going to do a couple little pop-ups where they'll allow 50 people in the theater to watch Sutton Foster, um, which is great. But, you know, she's doing that out of the goodness of her heart and wanting to, you know, you can't get enough money to support a show with 50 people. But in the meantime, we've got some great uh, opportunities with Delaware Theater Company. And even beyond that meantime, you will be continuing to do programming uh, outdoors while you can and indoors uh, when you can. So thanks so much, Matt Silva and, and Bud Martin, for joining us today representing Delaware Theater Company. Oh, our pleasure. Thanks so much for thinking of us, Paul.